Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Erev Tov, everybody. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of our Monday night Shi'ur on the Shemona Esri, where we study the Amidah in depth. Tonight we are studying the sixth Beracha of the Shemona Esri, based on some wonderful insights by the book Shemona Esri by Rabbi Zeb Lev Shlita, and with some other ideas tonight as well. The sixth Beracha is the Beracha of Selicha, the Beracha of Forgiveness. Chachamim tell us that there are two categories of forgiveness that are both alluded to this um, this beracha. In the last beracha, the beracha of Teshuvah, we discuss the idea that there are two distinct aspects to the mitzvot and the averot. Uh, one of them is is the aspect that's inherent in, or or should I say, um, the benefit and the detriment in the mitzvah or the avera that a person would do. That's one idea. And the second aspect is by performing the mitzvah or the avera, a person is showing obedience or disobedience to the king's command. So therefore, when a person sins or he does an avera um, and he does teshuvah, then he has to seek two kinds of forgiveness. One of them is called selicha, selicha which translated by Rav Samson Far Hirsch relates to Hatzlaha, success. Uh, how is it how is Selicha connected to success? Because you failed by bringing yourself, um, or you failed by bringing upon yourself, mind you, the, the detriment of sin. And therefore, you now need HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help to cure you and grant him success in the future versus that of, uh, of failure. Secondly, he needs Mechila. Mechila is forgiveness from the king. So you need Selichah and then you need Mechila. Mechila, forgiveness from the king for the rebellion, for the disobedience. Um, some, some say that the word Mechila comes from the word Mahol. Mahol is like a, a circular dance, which connotes this relationship that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, uh, was broken. It's cracked. There is a separation involved. And therefore, we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to repair that circle, return it, to the original perfect state that it once was. Now these two categories of forgiveness, Selicha and Mechila, and soon we will see the Beracha inside. We actually mentioned these ideas at the conclusion of the Beracha, the main Beracha on Yom Kippur. We say, Ki ata solehan leisrael, umohalan leshiftei shurun ribaladecha, en lanu mohel vesoleach. That Akados Baruch Hu, you are a constant, you are a consistent forgiver of Israel. You pardon um, the tribes of Yeshurun in every generation. Uh, There's no one who pardons and forgives like you. And so in that Beracha, the, the term Selicha precedes that of Mechila, but yet at the beginning, and then Umochalan. But at the conclusion, we say, we put Mechila before the concept of Soleach. Um, and we also notice that Hashem is considered both Soleach and a Solhan. What is the difference? 
So the Gemara Ba Metziah Daflamid Gimel Amurav says that when the Torah commands us to help reload a neighbor's animal that uh, is rovetz, it crouches under its load, the requirement is only when it's a once in a while type of crouch. So the animal is not used to doing something, so there's too much load on the animal's back, therefore you have to, uh, you have to help uh, your neighbor's animal. However, if the animal is a ravsan, a ravsan means that it's consistently behaving in such a manner, then you're exempt. You don't have to keep on helping your friend's animal. So same idea. Soleach represents Hashem being forgiving on a one-time basis. And Salhan, Salhan Israel is describing HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the one who constantly forgives. And therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu will forgive the individuals that sin once in a while, the Sadiqim and the Hasidim. And then at the same time, he will also forgive those consistently who are constantly sinning. So therefore, when we say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu forgives, it's a greater chidush to say that the king will forgive someone who will rebel over and over and over again and repeatedly ask for forgiveness. Um, more than, for example, the person who makes himself uh, uh, sick and then changes his mind to find a cure. So we say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not only a, a king, a god, who heals through forgiveness, but he's even a king that consistently pardons through forgiveness. He's not only a Solhan, but he's even a, a, a Mohlan Israel. Um, the term Soleach relates to the name Israel. The relationship of Israel, Israel stands for Yashar El. Um, God forgives us because we are a straight, proper people. And we always have the potential and the opportunity to return to our essence. The name uh, Aleph Lamed, the name of Hashem of El, represents Hashem as, we'll see this again later on, represents Hashem as the, the power who can bring us back in harmony with the with this uh, the spiritual nature that he created in us, it's also a re, re, uh, connotes a name of Chesed, as we're going to see. So this is Hakadosh Baruch Hu as the Soleach. He's the the Creator who cures us from the detriment of sin. Mechila is in conjunction with Shiftei Yeshurun, with Yeshurun, a name which connotes our relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu as King. Like we say, Vayhi Bishurun Melech. And he became king over Yeshurun. So the proper the proper expression for a human forgiving another human, we say is Mechila. Before Kippur, you ask a person for Mechila to please forgive me for the for the for something I did wrong. The concept of Selicha doesn't apply between human and human. Uh, because a person cannot heal the detriment of sin. That's something that only Akados Barahu. So we only uh, can do. So therefore, we only ask a mechila. Um, although modern day Hebrew does call it selicha, but nevertheless, when we refer to somebody asking forgiveness, it's it's uh, it's mechila. Looking, starting to look a little bit at the um, the, the actual bracha. The bracha begins with the letter samech selach lanu avinu kichatanu, and ends with the letter het, um, and that equals sixty eight which actually is the same gematria as the word hayim, life, which tells us that forgiveness emanates from the Torah, which is called the tree of life, Etz Chayim, 
And forgiveness itself extends life. Now, there are 20 words in the Beracha, which hint at several ideas. There are 20 words in the chapter of Barachi Nafshi, the first Barachi Nafshi, which is which is Perekuf Gimel in, um, in Tehilim, until the phrase, Hasoleach Lechol Avonaichi, that God forgives all your sins. And that that Perek in Tehilim is very much connected to one of Sedicha, and if a person is seeking forgiveness from Hashem, you should read that chapter of Tehilim. The word Sedicha is also mentioned in the Torah in different forms 20 times. 20 times. According to uh, according to our Ashkenazi brothers, there are 19 days during the year that they recite Selichot. We Sfaradim do it uh, 40 times, but the Ashkenazim do it 19 times. 10 times during the Aseret Yemei Teshuvah, 6 times during what they call the Behab. The Behab is the Monday-Thursday-Monday combination after Sukkot and Pesach. They also say Selichot on the 17th of Tammuz, the 10th of Tevet, and Ta'anit Eser. And the 20th time that would have been proper to say Selichot would be would have been on Tisha B'Av. And that corresponds to the 20th time that the word Selicha is used in the Torah. But there Hashem says, that the Torah tells us that God will not agree to forgive him. So on Tisha B'Av, instead of saying Selichot, the Ashkenazim, or we also say Kinot, over the destruction that came in place of forgiveness, because God did not forgive Kal Israel, so therefore we have to say Kinot instead. And this Beracha was recited by the angels, according to some opinions, when Yehuda confessed in the episode of Tamar. Uh, some others say that <clears throat> this was recited um, when Hashem told Moshe, Salachti Kidvarecha, after the sin of, uh, of the spies. Okay, moving forward. Beginning the Beracha, we say, Forgive us our father, for we have sinned. Pardon us our king, for we have rebelled. So the Torah explains that all the sins a child commits, even intentional ones, when looked upon by a father, they're looked upon as unintentional. Therefore, when we approach HaKadosh Baruch Hu as our father, we use the term Chata'im, Ki Chata'nu. Chata'im are unintentional sins. And not only that, we use the word Selicha. Selach lanu avinu ki Chata'nu. Selicha, we said, connotes total forgiveness. There's no trace left of the sin. There's no grudge harbored against us. It is, um, it is completely uh, gone. But when addressing the king, it's the opposite. When we address the king, even unintentional sin is considered like a rebellion. And therefore, um, the, the, the forgiveness that is involved is a partial mechila, which pardons the disgrace of the sin, but does not totally annul it and does not remove the grudge. Um, the Chachamim want to tell us that when a person sins only once, he remains in the status of a son and therefore can ask Selichah from his father. Repetitive sins, unfortunately, changes a person's status to a servant. And therefore, he has to ask Hashem for pardon like he's asking from a king. And now you are, because uh, you're now in a diminished status in what you started with. However, says the Yarod Devash, although unintentional sin is more easily forgiven by a father, Rebellion against the father is far more serious than a rebellion against the king. 
And therefore we ask our Father, we ask for the Father to pardon our unintentional sins and the King to forgive our rebelliousness. Because if it was the other way around, it would be a lot worse for us. Some say that this, the, the idea of sedicha removes all trace of all sin. And mechila necessitates the, 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 the suffering in order to uh, fully erase the effects of sin. <clears throat> so sedicha erases the sin itself. Mechila deals with the punishment that uh, that emanates from uh, from Hakadosh Baruch Hu's command. So we have this concept of sedicha, which deals with the intrinsic harm uh, in sin and provides an, an antidote, while mechila deals with the rebellion that's inherent in the sin and um, pardon from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Um, so, like we said, selach lanu is unique in the fact that that besides besides for allowing us or having Hashem pardon our sins, there in in the bracha itself we are describing the condition that necessitates the request. In the bracha of Refa'enu, which we'll learn bezrat Hashem, we don't ask Hashem to heal us because we are sick. We don't say. We don't say that. In the in the we don't say, Hashem, give us livelihood because uh, we have families to feed. But in this bracha, we actually say the reason why we need the forgiveness. Because we sin. Why is this the case? In fact, it's the only bracha that this is this is mentioned. Why do we have this need? So the answer is actually quite simple. Because we mentioned, we spoke about in the previous bracha of Teshuvah, that according to the Rambam, one of the requirements to complete Teshuvah is Vidui. Vidui is verbal confession. Teshuvah requires us to verbally confess that which we've transgressed, that we bear guilt. So therefore, it's not enough just to ask Hashem to forgive us. We actually have to confess our guilt by saying, Ki Chatanu, for we have sinned. Um, the difference between Hatanu and Pashanu, Hatanu meaning we have sinned, Pashanu we have rebelled. Why do we refer again to Hashem as our father with regards to Hatanu, our king with regards to Pashanu? So Chet, like we said, are is unintentional, inadvertent sins. And Pesha refers to intentional violations. So a father likes to disregard the son's wrongdoing. So even if a child misbehaves, child is bad at school, child hits his friend in the backyard, in the park, the natural compassion and affection that a father has for a child will lead him to view it as a chet. So you have a lot of parents always defending kids. Ah, you didn't mean it. You got to give him another chance. You know, because it's all, all unintentional. That He's really a good kid. And he'll, they'll find excuses where to attribute the the, the misbehavior and the mischief to some other factors that, that could have led to the reason why he did he, he did that. With respect to the king, it's the opposite. The king, even the slightest infraction to Kevoda Melech, to the king's honor, um, is looked upon with, with, with severity. And a king demands a very strict, a very meticulous uh, compliance. There is no margin for error. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is both our father and our king. As his children, we refer to our chataim as chet, because he's our father. He treats us compassionately. 
And even the things we do intentionally, to him it's unintentional. But as the subjects of God, as the servants of God, we ask Hashem to forgive us, keep Hashanu, because we grievously sinned. Serious thing. And therefore, um, even our, our the minor mistakes that we've done are considered in God's, God's eyes very, very grave. So what's the difference between selach and mechol? Forgive and pardon. Selicha means, like we said, a complete erasure. Totally gone. And mechila is a suspension of punishment. So yes, there is a forgiveness, but we're just holding off the onish. In the case of mechila, there is the grudge, like we spoke about. The, 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 the stain of the sinner, it remains there. Um, and when it comes to our chataim, the inadvertent sins, we have the, we have the right to ask for complete selicha, that be completely erased from our account. But we can't make that request with regard to the Pesha'im because those were done willfully. Um, so we only ask that Hashem spare us the harsh consequences uh, of the of our wrongdoing. Now, the bracha concludes, very short bracha, ki el tov salahata, that, that you are a benevolent, forgiving God. Here the name el denotes HaKadosh Baruch Hu's attribute of kindness. It's because he has that quality that we're able to come up to, to him and ask him for something like this. Because if it was up to Dean, strict judgment would be impossible. Everything we, we would do that would be wrong, God would uh, slay us down with uh, with a hammer and a whole bunch of, of, of suffering. So we therefore appeal to HaKadosh Baruch Hu specifically using the Midav El, his name of compassion and mercy, and we also emphasize that God is good. Ki el tov. He's benevolent. A benevolent king wants his subjects to live peacefully and happily, to get along, to be part of the community. He doesn't want to punish and execute and, and bring down uh, onish on every offender. Kadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want that. Lo hafez resha at raya hafez hafez mot resha. Pesukim in Yecheskel talks about, do I desire the death of a wicked man? Hashem says, I don't desire. I want people to do good. Nobody wants us to repent. No, one's, no one wants us to be good human beings more than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore he is Tov. He's a king that wants his subjects to live and he punishes only at last resort. This is why Teshuvah is so accessible. The Torah tells us, Moshe Benu tells Am Yisrael before, before he passes away, Teshuvah is something that is not distant. It's not beyond you. It's not in the heavens. It's not across the sea. It's very close to you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart so that you can achieve it. The Kadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want us um, to just sit there and, and not act. He wants us to repent rather than just uh, languish in Aberot. He wants a Teshuvah to be a successful process. And yet, sometimes it is challenging and uh, and a very difficult challenge, but nevertheless, we can do it. And we shouldn't despair ever from the, um, um, from the concept of Teshuvah because it is very, very much attainable. Um, it's interesting, though, that the Ashkenazim have a slightly different Ending, although the Baruch Hashem is the same, but their their last phrase is Ki Mochel Ata. 
So we say, Ki el tov The Ashkenazim say, Ki mochel atta. So if you are listening to us um, on the recording or live or uh, on our podcast, and you are Ashkenazi and this is your Nusach, so what is the idea here? For you are a pardoner and forgiver. So, so again, even though that we have sinned, you Hashem still pardon and forgive us consistently. So here, notice that the order of Selichah and Mechilah reversed. We started the, the Beracha with, with Selichah preceding Mechilah, but yet it's Ki Mochel Vesoleachata. Mochel comes first in, uh, towards the end. Why is this the case? So three reasons Rabbi Lef brings down. Number one, Hashem will first pardon the rebellious acts that render them as unintentional. Okay? So he, he pardons them first, makes them unintentional, and then forgives all the unintentional sins and nullifies them completely. So it's like you get a, a traffic ticket. Now, you were going um, 25 over the limit. And 25 over the limit, speeding ticket, gives you this fine. So you go, you, the cop comes to the window, and you're pleading with him, please, I wasn't looking, this, this, whatever, I wasn't paying attention, uh, okay, you know, I have a perfect record. So the cop says, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to lower your ticket from 25 over to 18 over, and then you don't have to pay so much of a fine. So that's the idea here. So I'm going to take the rebellious acts, I'm going to take the serious ones, and I'm going to turn them into unintentional ones. Okay? And then... HaKadosh Baruch Hu is better than the cop. HaKadosh Baruch Hu then takes all the in- unintentional ones and gets rid of it right away. The cop will leave the uh, the, the ticket there and you're still going to have to pay something. So that is one idea. First it's Mohel and then Soleh to get, to erase it completely. Another idea is that the beginning of the Beracha was a prayer. So we began with the more lenient sin and proceeded to more severe sin. Soleh is the more lenient, Chatanu, the Chet, the unintentional. And then the more serious one, which is Mochel Peshaen Pashanu. This part of the Beracha is a praise of God. Ki Mochel So therefore we praise the fact that he pardons our serious ones more because that's a greater feat. And then we mention the lesser sins. And the last reason why Mochel precedes that of Soleach, because in the beginning we said that perhaps we sinned unintentionally and even possibly rebelliously. If so, now we continue. We want to pardon the rebellion, the rebellions first, because those are the ones that are most damaging, the ones that can cause us more harm. So then the Beracha concludes, Baruch Ata Hashem, Hanun Hamarbe Disloach. Blessed are you, Hashem, who is gracious in abundantly forgiving. Hanun. Hanun implies a gracious gift. When a person sins, he he is actually relinquishing his right to live. Because life is conditional on keeping Hashem's will, on keeping the Torah mitzvot. Forgiveness, therefore, is an undeserving gift. So at the end of the Beracha, we praise Hashem's abundant forgiveness, and this implies repetition of the sins on our part, that we would, even if we would still rebel constantly against him, Hashem still is gracious towards us and allows and, and allows himself to forgive us. And that's why there's no term mechila here. It doesn't say chanun hamabel limhol. 
It's Hanuna Mabeli Slowach. Because it's a total, that's how gracious God is. That, that we keep on making these mistakes and he, he wipes the slate clean. The more one repeats a sin, the more its severity is reduced in his eyes. The more a person speaks Lashon Hara, then the more he thinks it's allowed to be done. And it appears to him as it's permissible. And therefore, it's as if they're unintentional. So concerning repetitive sin, the term Sedicha is used, which connotes forgiveness and unintentional uh, sin. Uh, Rabbi Mansur, in his book of, of the Amidah, um, has some uh, interesting insight here at the end of the Beracha. And he says that this, the inclusion of this Beracha in the Amidah, this last part specifically, really, really shows us how far God's compassion um, is and our confidence in that compassion. How do we know this? There is a rule. The rule is safek berachot leakel, which means we're never allowed to recite a beracha if, for whatever reason, we are unsure if we should say it or not. And um, although there are those that say you, you, you do say a blessing in a certain situation or you don't say a blessing in a certain situation, whenever we're in doubt, lehakel we act leniently and we don't say a beracha. And the reason why we don't say a beracha in the situation is because we want to avoid a much more grievous sin, a beracha levatala which would mean I'm reciting a blessing in vain, I'm saying God's name in vain, this is a, a much worse sin. So therefore, to avoid that, we just say, don't say a blessing. It's not the worst thing in the world. It would be much worse if you said the blessing um, um, for, for no reason, the batala, then saying God's name in vain. So what are we saying? We're saying now, beautiful Chidush, Rabbi Mantu, if indeed... I'm mentioning this. It must be there is no doubt in my mind whatsoever that God will forgive us if we repent sincerely. Because if there was any uncertainty, then it would be halachically barred from being mentioned in the Amidah. So we have a guarantee here that Hashem actually pardons our Averot when we approach Him with remorse, and we ask him to forgive us. So how do we understand the description of HaKadosh Baruch Hu being Hanun Hamarbe Lisloach, who offers abundant forgiveness? What does abundant forgiveness mean? So we can say that it means that Hashem is prepared to forgive regardless of how many times we stumble. Yes, of course, he does not forgive sinners who repent insincerely, um, Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll ask for forgiveness now, but I know in another week I'm going to do the same thing. No, he won't forgive that. Anyone that has the intent to repeat an Avera, or those who say, I will sin and then repent, that, that's not on God's list of a pardoning. But if a person does repent with sincerity, and generally commits himself to improve and be a better person, and later, unfortunately, he regresses and repeats the sin, then Hashem is still going to welcome back with open arms. And even if this repeats itself countless times, and it does, think about Lashonara. I'm not going to speak Lashonara anymore. I'm going to try and try. I'm not going to speak Lashonara anymore. And you don't go half an hour, and you're already speaking Lashonara. But you remember what happened? Half an hour ago, you said you're not going to do it. Makara. What changed? Manishtana, 30 minutes ago from now. That's where it is. Hashem is still Hamar Veli Sloach. God is prepared to accept 
the Teshuvah, our sincere Teshuvah. Repentance is not a three strikes, you're out system. As long as you're sincere in the efforts that you can uh, change and improve, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will not call him out no matter how many times he swings and misses. Beautiful analogy there by Rabbi Mansur. But uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is also Marbeli Sloach in a different sense. Uh, namely, that he gave us with so many different ways that we can perform Teshuvah. In the times of the Bet HaMikdash, what would a person do if he sinned? He would come take an animal and bring it as a sacrifice for uh, for Teshuvah, Korban Hatat, Korban Asham. But now that we don't have Bet HaMikdash, what are we supposed to do? We, have many, we still have many ways to get forgiveness from God. We can pray, we fast, we give tzedakah. These are all very important and meaningful expressions of Teshuvah and ways that we can um, allow Hashem's compassion to shower upon us. Another way is the study of Torah. The study of Torah is a very critical part of Teshuvah because learning Torah is what purifies a person's soul. The way that we have fire which purifies a non-kosher utensil. The Torah tells us that any utensil that was made not kosher or was used with non-kosher food, are how do we make them permissible? How do we make them kosher again? We expose them to the same level of heat at which the non-kosher food was cooked. So, kol davar asher Anything that came through fire, you shall pass through fire and it becomes pure. So, if a utensil came in direct exposure to fire, you have to expose it to fire to kosher it. Um, so, same idea. Why did we sin, says Rabbeinu Yonah in Eshara Teshuvah? We sinned because of our Yetzara, of our evil inclination. Ki hu me'esh, Yetzara is made from fire. We are basar vadam, we are flesh and blood. We can't, we can't withstand the fire. We get burned. So Yetzara is constantly burning us. It's, it's this instinct, this inclination that is causing us a lot of harm. So how are we able to get rid of this? How are we able to extract the burns, extract the fire of the Yetzirah? We need direct exposure with another type of fire. And that is the fire of the Torah. The fire of the Torah, in addition to the tefillah, in addition to the tzedakah, and the fasting and the korbanot, Torah study is also a very valuable and uh, effective means in achieving HaKadosh Baruch Hu's forgiveness. HaKadosh Baruch Hu really wants us to repent. Uh, he gives us so many different opportunities for achieving that goal. Never ever an excuse to perform Teshuvah, uh, not to perform Teshuvah. Never give up on oneself, no matter how dark, no matter how bleak it is in your life, you have the opportunity. We are in the month of Kislev. This is the month that we celebrate the holiday of Hanukkah, I saw a very interesting uh, idea that uh, someone I follow on social media, he said, if you take the words, Mehadrin min ha-mehadrin, which loosely translated means the best of the best. And of course, that's in reference to the Hanukkah candles and how we are supposed to light the Hanukkah candles. Mehadrin min ha-mehadrin is... Um, one one Hanukkah light per per house, and again our Ashkenazi brothers is one per person. That's mehadrin mina mehadrin, 
and we also increase our candles every night. That's the best way to do it. Because really, in the Chanukah, we fulfill the mitzvah with one candle per night. That's all we need, and we fulfill the mitzvah. But we always want to do the best of the best. The gematria of mehadrin mina mehadrin is 713, which is the same gematria as teshuvah, as repentance. The idea is that Chanukah is actually a very special time to do teshuvah. We say, Tashev enosh ad daka. We say, David Mel tells us that a man can return ad daka. Daka is dalit kaf aleph, is 25. A man can return to the number 25 in reference to the 25th day of Kislev, which is Chanukah. So really, it extended from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, all the way to Hoshana Rabash, Miniat Seret, and even God's giving us one more chance to do Teshuvah all the way Ad Daka until the 25th day, to the 25th day of Kislev. Mehadrin Mina Mehadrin is the same gematria as Teshuvah. But what's the idea? The idea is if the room is dirty, you can't clean it up if it's dark. If it's dark, it's impossible. You can't see the mess. But once you turn on the lights, that's when you can clean up the mess. So therefore, Hanukkah is a time where we see the light, but it's not just a physical light. It's the spiritual light that uh, penetrates us, that, that brings light into our, our home and, and, our, and our neshama. Of course, the neshama is represented by the candle. It's a perfect opportunity for us to repent, to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We beseech Him to forgive us for all of our iniquities and all of our sins, both the unintentional, the chataim, and the rebellious, intentional sins, the Peshaim. And we ask Him to look upon us like our Father and our King, no matter how it is, um, that we that we, we beseech Him that He removes all of our Averot. And if indeed we need, uh, we need a kapara, we need a small punishment, it should be a small punishment, and it should be postponed, it should be delayed to way, way, way far away so that we can, uh, uh, you know, give us more opportunities to maybe him uh, getting rid of it. So this concludes our sixth beracha, the beracha of Sedicha. And as we approach the days of Hanukkah, a new opportunity to do Teshuvah, Bezrat Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu shall give us the will, the inner strength to have the focus required that when we say this beracha, forgive us Hashem, for we have sinned. We are verbally expressing the fact that we sin. We are saying the vidui because we recognize that because we, we recognize kiel tov that you are a good God, that you are a benevolent God, you are a person that gives us so many opportunities, and we don't want to waste him. Baruch Hashem, Hanun Hamarbe Amen. Wishing everybody a wonderful night. Good night.